Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnished tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to ServicePatriots.com. Whether you're a duck or whether you're a beaver, your fantasy team needs a new receiver. It's Danny and Dusty at lunchtime every day. Maybe you're a tortured fan of Rip City. Danny and Dusty are here to take pity, hoping there's not a center with bad knees on the way. Talking noon till three, Danny and Dusty on the fan. Yep, I'm singing again, cause they haven't said I can't. Danny and Dusty love the teams the rest of us revile. Raising a Blazers banner would make it all worthwhile. Noon till three. An Odyssey station. Hour number three on a Monday on Danny and Dusty. And it's a transfer portal Monday as the bowl selection process is happening or happened on top of the college football playoff. Student athletes, as they were once Mm -hmm. to be called, Mm -hmm. let's just call them athletes, Mm -hmm. are deciding what to do with their future, whether they're going to the NFL, sitting out bowl games, or transferring. And the transfer portal is loaded already. Yeah, it is. Look, this is a, a wild round of college football transfer portal because look this is the first year that it's going to be flooded all at once because they have now the windows that you can be that are open and closed and so today's been a big day and it's gonna there's going to be more action as this thing goes on because this is only day one and there's still a lot of like exit interviews that are happening with between players and their head coaches and you're still kind of finding your footing the, the next wave is going to come after spring ball happens. And after signing day in mid-December, like, you got to think of it in these terms. There's a lot of guys right now that are, if you're entering the portal, one of two things is happening. One, you got to campus and you're on campus and you're like, this ain't what I signed up for. It's not what I envisioned. Or you have a head coach leave. You have got, uh, you've fallen out of good graces. Like I mean, just look at Oregon's defections right now mm-hmm. in the portal. Chris Hudson played a big role last year. Yep. Not playing. Mm-hmm. Brian Addison thought he was going to be playing a big role. And 
at, after the Dub game, we didn't see him again. He he stepped away from the team. He's in the portal. Ashton Cozart, a wide receiver who we haven't really seen much of in the portal, right? Mm-hmm. The, it's it's these types of guys where you thought you were going to have a role, it didn't come to fruition. You're out. It's going to be a reset. It's going to be okay. The other one though is you're a quarterback. And you are going to be a hired gun no matter where you go because that is going to be the future of quarterbacks on rosters that are competitive but not good enough to win at the highest levels. Mm-hmm. And these guys want to win at the highest levels, whether you you are Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma. A legitimate Heisman candidate. You've got Cam Ward at Washington State. Oof, I mean, put up numbers to be a Heisman candidate if he was on the right team. Mississippi State's Will Rogers, who apparently is going to UW. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle McCord, which your fan base turned on you, mm-hmm. and you're still pretty damn good quarterback. Sure. But, I mean, look, in any of these guys that leave, look at it in these terms. Bo Nix was given up on by Auburn. Yep, but he was also a five-star quarterback. The same thing with Kyle McCord, same five-star quarterback. Kyle McCord. DJ uh, William Uyungle Uyungle. is yep. a five-star quarterback. And I mean, both he and Aiden Childs enter the transfer portal. Yeah, Aiden, Oregon State's Aiden Childs a four-star, and it does sound like he may perhaps be following Jonathan Smith to Michigan State. That seems to be what everybody is kind of on the radar of. And look, another coach is left, and he's following him to uh, Michigan State. I, I mentioned this at the time, and there was pushback from Oregon State fans who were like, ah, you know, you don't know what you're talking about, or, you know, that's not that's not right. They're all mad at Jonathan Smith. They might I been. know how it goes. You, coach leaves you, you feel burnt, you get angry, you are very mad, you rally together, and then as time goes on, you sit there and you're looking at each other going, this isn't the same. It's not going to be the same. And we all got to start looking out for our own selves and our own best interests because we know now that that's what our coaches are doing too. Because even those guys that told you at the beginning, like, hey, we're going to rally together. It's, it's us against the world. Even some of those guys are leaving now too. And the person that brought you there and the person that you believed in to lead your program is no longer there. That's real. And that's hard yeah. to get over. That is very hard to get mm-hmm. over. And so your feelings do soften and you're not as angry anymore. And you're just saying, all right, you talk to more people. You talk to, you know, your family members, your old high school teammates and coaches and people that you trust. And they all say, what are you going to do? Like, are are you really going to stick with this? These are all real conversations and we're starting to see names are trickling out. Now, not everybody's going to leave Oregon state. Some of them really do love it. And Damian Martinez among them. Yeah. But a lot of the guys, they're just looking out for themselves, and yeah. especially when you find out the Mountain West hybrid schedule is what you're rolling with moving forward. That's not going to keep some you, guys you around. You signed you know? up for a Pac-12 schedule. And that sucks. But the transfer portal is v- very full. And yes. quarterbacks and wide receivers. Wide receivers, are, there's, there's, a, there's a third window in there as far as you know your coach whoa. leaving or the program changes or whatever it is. The third one is your quarterback is leaving and you don't know kind of what the situation is going to be. You're seeing that at Washington State. You're seeing that at Ohio State. You're seeing that basically anywhere a, a good to great quarterback is leaving, the wide receivers are also leaving because they're yeah. looking around going, I need to go land somewhere because if, I, if you're trying to get to the next level, you can't go play for a team that's trying to break in a new quarterback again and again and again. Well, or if you're like the Vandy receiver who I guess is going to uh, 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 Georgia. It's in Landon hum- mm-hmm. Humphreys. Yes. The Vanderbilt receiver. He's going to just go and say, look, dude, I, I gave I'm it all. i put myself on the radar. I did everything for you, Vandy. Yeah. I'm going to go and be the next Lad McConkey at mm-hmm. Georgia. And he's 
better. He's really stinky mm-hmm. good. But you got guys like Juice Wells from South Carolina where it's like, He's not going to have any shortage of, of, of suitors. No, he's <laughs> really good. Uh, the Burks kid from Purdue is really good, um, and he's entering the portal too. I The Ohio State one is really interesting with There's McCord leaving. There's 15 because, transfers leaving Ohio State now, including McCord. God, that feels so weird. That's and a big number. I know that uh, Fleming, who's supposed to be like one of those next guy up type guys, just not getting enough touches because, look, he can be a number one receiver almost anywhere else, except for Ohio State, probably UW, other every other place in the country. He's going to be a one or two no matter where he's at. Just not finding that room there mm-hmm. at Ohio State, which is interesting that he's going to leave because of the fact that Marvin's leaving. Yeah, Buka's leaving. Buka's leaving. Like there's going <laughs> to there's, there's going to be up. room. There's going to open up, buddy. So there must be something there. Yeah. Um. And then you know. I think we're going to start to see more and more guys, even though I think the hire at Texas A&M is good. The idea, though, that what they went to play for Jimbo still, mm-hmm. a lot of guys are saying that that NIL money that everybody was talking about, mm-hmm. it's not really there for, for most of them. You're starting to see more and more guys trickle out of Texas A&M, including um, – uh, oh, the uh, Cottrell, the really good wide receiver mm-hmm. for them. One of the best pass rushers that's going to be in the portal um, from a and Walter Nolan, he's going to be a guy that a hot name. And I would suspect that whether it is a Juice Wells, the receiver from South Carolina, anybody from Texas A&M, I, Oregon is going to be in play for all of those guys. Sure, I mean, all of those guys mm-hmm. he's going to be in play for, or they are going to be in play for. Because we that's one place in South Carolina they dipped in before. Yep. Both Oregon and USC have both hit South Carolina transfers. And going into the SEC, we saw with Alabama, mm-hmm. we saw with South Carolina, mm-hmm. Auburn, and then remember the chief of staff of Oregon football is Marshall Malchow, who was part of the recruit. He was the director of recruiting for AM when they signed the number one class in the country mm-hmm. the year before Landing was hired. Now he is at Oregon. Okay, I mean they have connections within the SEC. Yeah. Draw and the lines, and also landing SEC, SEC guys, and the whole staff. Mm-hmm. They they've been in on recruiting all of those guys mm-hmm. before. So you just sit there and you go, "Hey, most look, recently, obviously Jordan Birch coming yeah, over. Look what we did with Jordan Birch and Kyrie Jackson and Trayshawn yeah. Holden. You know, you, just because you're from the South doesn't mean you can't be successful in you know mm-hmm. to be blunt in Lily White Eugene. Yeah, I think that. UW solidifying their quarterback spot with Will Rogers, the Mississippi mm-hmm. State guy. All signs point to him just being a UW guy. Yep. Crystal ball on twenty four seven is one hundred percent Will Rogers to UW. So um, it's kind of like that's the, a good fit too. Yeah, it's kind of like the Riley Leonard to Notre Dame thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to see, assume those deals are done. But there's great quarterbacks that are out there: Cam Ward, Dylan Gabriel, Dante Moore. Both the Oregon State quarterbacks they're going to be hot in demand too. Dylan Gabriel to me is. I understand the hired gun world right now. How can Oklahoma be, you know what, we have this freshman behind you. That's He's, he's pretty good. We think he's pretty good. When Dylan Gabriel has been a Heisman candidate. I think where, I mean, in, in that regard, you go down the line of, all right, or changing offensive coordinators, what is it going to look like in, in system-wise? Do I just want to get a, a reset and a restart? They got a guy they believe in. I mean, they're not going to bench him. Dylan Gabriel is that dude. If he is that guy, they're not going to bench him for somebody else. But I just worry about, like, if if you go down the road of 
we're just going one year at a time now. That's kind of what I mean. Like you can't do that. It's, it's for one, anybody else going to get a Dylan Gabriel. No, and it's a big question. That's the thing. It's like I don't understand how if you're Oklahoma here, you're just gonna be like nah. Well, because you got the future and you don't want that guy to leave because you got one more year of Dylan Gabriel. If you think that this, if your freshman's going to be that guy, roll with him. He better have shown something in practice. Well, and you don't make that move if he has But that's what I mean. I mean, that's like everybody in the world, like Darren Thomas, when he left for the NFL draft, he's like, what? Does he think he's going to get drafted? No, he saw Marcus Mariota in practice and was like, I ain't competing with that guy. I'm good. Yeah, I will lose my job to that guy. And so that does happen across, because everybody was talking about Mark. This hey, this Hawaiian kid who's running the scout team is incredible. Maybe you should get him some reps. Yeah. Well, he did. Turns he, out, one of Heisman. It's still the whole idea of like getting away from getting away from a Heisman candidate. This isn't like a run of the mill quarterback or a stopgap or like a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. This is a legitimate, obscenely good Heisman quarterback whose only drawback has been injury. And the fact he has one year. He has one year left. That, I, I would one, be worried One about in the that. hand or two in the bush. That's, you I mean, know. you got to develop a quarterback at some point, though, and you got to have a homegrown one. And that, that's he was? Gotta, no, no, no. I'm talking about whoever takes Dylan Gabriel. Okay, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's it. You get one, one year left. And look, if you don't play the youngster, he's gone. It's a it's a weird spot to kind of yep. open the portal. Uh, there was something that I wondered, and you and I have talked about through this, throughout this season, uh, for Dan Lanning in his second year. He is now one and four against the rivals in Oregon State mm-hmm. and Washington, including two losses to Washington this year. Where does Dan Lanning currently sit now among Oregon faithful, and uh, kind of what where he is at going forward? We'll get to that more coming here on Dan and Dusty, Danny the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dusty on the fan. Following Oregon's defeat against Washington in the Pac-12 title game, a question I had for Ducks fans was, are you at all worried about Dan Lighting now that he's 1-4 in rivalry games? And now, 
I was not trolling. I was. I didn't. It, it was not a uh, ha ha. You lost. It was quite literally like. And again, this wasn't right after. I didn't do the poll until the, the poll started at nine nine thirty at night. This oh, was, so you waited like a half hour after the game? Oh, come on. That's like an hour and a half, two hours. Come on. No, it wasn't. Yeah. The game started at five, Danny. Yeah. What world are you living yeah, in? It was, was a three and a half hour football it game. Over, it was over at eight. <laughs> I know. It was a three and a half an hour, hour game. Come on. <laughs> but in all fairness, I actually got answers that I, I, I found a little bit surprising. Uh, the four options were still too early, not great, Bob. Thinking about a change in new coach now. Still too early basically got 50% of the vote. And still too early is like, you're not worried about anything. Everything's fine. No. It's it's still too early to make any sort of, you know, rash or, or judgment or anything along those lines. But that was 50%. Mm-hmm. 50% of the vote otherwise was divided between not great Bob thinking about a change in new coach now. With 11% of that going to new coach now. Yeah, and that is people that are dumb. Mm-hmm. But... Having this conversation, there's nothing wrong with having this conversation because winning your rivalry games are important. It matters. It's important to Dan Lanning. It's important to any coach. Yes. It's important to any fan base. You have incentives in your contract built off of it. Winning against your rival is something that does matter. And the fact that he's now 0-3 in two years against UW, yeah, that does sting. But at the same time, you also have to take into consideration these are the first two years that he has ever been a head coach. Mm-hmm. And Georgia fans were upset with Kirby Smart at mm-hmm. the beginning of his tenure because, Couldn't guess what, he still can't beat Nick Saban. <laughs> I think he's one in four against yeah, he, Nick Saban. He got now. the one that matters. He's got one. Yeah, right. But you get that one, and like those things hurt, and those things matter. It is, it is hard, and and you look at the ways that they have lost. Right, uh, year one they lose to UW. Uh, they go for it. They the missed fourth downs, but Bo Nix, in his inability to make a cut on a sprained ankle, he picks up that first down. We're not having that conversation, right? He goes for it on fourth downs against Oregon State this year against UW. Mm-hmm. These are mistakes that coaches make that are young in their yes. tenure, right? Game management. That's the thing. It's been you have not heard the chance that you heard against Mario Cristobal. Yeah, your offense sucks. It's vanilla. It's Terrible. You don't adapt. You, you can't don't, adjust. Yeah, You're not well coached. There's nothing there. The uh, inability to execute in the fourth quarter. There, the, I mean, it was the same crap over and over and over and over. And anybody with I yep. mean, anybody could go down there and watch it happen and go, "What the hell are you doing?" What landing has been too aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a very good job of adjusting in game. Their halftime adjustments are probably some of the best in the country. But they got. I mean. We can call it spade a spade and say what happened at the beginning of that game. One, UW executed at an insanely high level mm-hmm. early in the game, but schematically, they came out better. They knew exactly what Oregon was going to mm-hmm. try to do offensively and defensively, but the Ducks did adjust. Mm-hmm. They adjusted to that. It may have and been. that is a sign of good coaching and stable coaching. Yeah. How games have turned into a route in, you know, maybe it was the Chris Ball or Helfer chairs is when they just sit there and go, no, we're going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And, you run your head into the wall. They are a well-coached team. These ones do hurt, and it's okay to have these conversations, but at the same time, if you are blind to the fact that they are doing, there's a lot of good going on, I mean, there's no help for you because there's nothing that can, can be done. Does it need to be rectified? Do they need to start winning these games? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely it does. But we can also say 
Jim Harbaugh was about to get fired because he wasn't beating Ryan Day. Mm. Now, now where Ryan Day is about to get fired because he can't beat Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. Like these are the things. Like winning against a rival, it, it matters. It matters. It matters a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's only year two. Yes. Relax with the oh he's in over his head or he can't coach. What are you looking at no. then? Because again, the losses to Washington, three points, three points, and three points. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. It, it Look, I think it's entirely fair to ask the question because one four against your rivals in two years, not good. Yeah. But I've been on record since that hire and since we talked to him the, the first Pac-12 media day, mm-hmm. I like this dude. Yeah. I, there, was, there was something. When we came out of that Pac-12 media day, you remember what I said as far as the new, new hires? Him and Jed Fish. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the two guys I'd love to play for. There's something that they're selling – I'm 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 picking up what they're putting down. I like what they've got there. And Lanning has shown me nothing as far as game plan stuff, preparation stuff. Like if, if I want to nitpick, it's game management and it's been penalties. Well, in- and those are I think those are things that you're trying to balance out as far as what you are and who you are. And then ironing out things on the very edges. Well, and here's the other thing here's the thing about both of those. The Pac 12 championship game came down to neither of them. I mean, they weren't an issue. No. I mean, penalties were not an issue. I think they only had, like, two. Yeah, and they, I think they were both on Dante Manning. Uh, or three three penalties, because yeah. they had a uh, procedural penalty as well. Like, that's not like, no. that's not on him. Game management he, was He was actually, actually very good at the timeout he called before the half. Well, yeah, in the last two games against Oregon State, it, he is sa- his end-of-half timeouts, mm-hmm. he has saved his offense enough time to go down and mm-hmm. make critical scores that have changed momentum in games yep. completely. You know, I, I also think that the two fourth downs that he decided to go for— Right call? They were the right call. He's not changing his identity mm-hmm. whatsoever. Now we like we have text that says, "Can someone please explain an onside kick with over two minutes to go and three timeouts?" Well, I I was like, maybe you kick it deep. You got you had a couple stops. Look at the way the game ended, though. Mm-hmm. What did Michael Penix do? Marched him right Thir- on down. Yeah, they picked it up. Mm-hmm. So you are taking. You're saying, and what did he do the, the last time not, they played? We do not want to put it in his hands. We want to put it in our hands. I understand that. I do understand that, but you know, maybe pinning him deep and then kicking the ball deep. That was a guy who third down throw to Jalen McMillan. Like everybody knew where that ball was going. They just ran a quick out, boom, nothing you could do. He he knew his mm-hmm. his secondary was banged up. Jordan Birch was out, and I think that injury was massive mm-hmm. when it as it pertains to getting a pass rush, making Michael Penix feel uncomfortable. You were missing half of your yeah, elite pass rush. Yeah. Your the elements weren't there. I, I in the back of his head, you could say you can't play scared or anything like that. It's not playing scared. It's looking mm-hmm. across the field and going, that's a hyphen quarterback, and those are two NFL receivers. And if we mm-hmm. give them an opportunity here, we may not be able to stop them because, A, we don't have a premier pass rusher. B, our secondary is banged up. Even a healthy pass rush and a healthy secondary is having problems stopping that team. How do I know? Because I can go back three weeks, four weeks ago and watch Michael Penix carve them up. And see, they hadn't really stopped them all night. But, so uh, I absolutely understood yeah. the onside kick. Uh, yeah, two two penalties for twenty one yards for Oregon. Yeah, those are both are both on Dante, right? No, one one was picked up. Yep. So you had the procedural penalty, and then you had the one pi. Yep. Yeah, they, they played a clean game. Like he is. It, it will take time. It is uncomfortable. It does piss fans off, and mm-hmm. that is okay. And that's really good. I mean, that shows that you, you've your got, fan base cares. You've got to get Washington in the regular season. The next time, though, right? Like you have to. 
Uh, you go, you go one and five, or you fire him. I don't know if you fire him, but I think the seat gets hot. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, if, one and five. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll be okay. But uh, I, it is okay to be frustrated by it. But if you're pulling the trigger on that, then you're turning it into Nebraska. I don't think you fire him, but I think the seat gets hot. Yeah, I, I mean, you don't think so? No, I don't think your seat gets hot. If, what, if they're if they're eleven it? and one, and that's their only loss, like this year. <laughs> I mean that was that was Michigan's story, yeah, with Harbaugh, and they came this close. And to when they the didn't, again, <laughs> no, did, no the, did the seat no. get hot? Yeah, but I, but they didn't do okay. anything about it, and that it was like, okay, you're going to go down that road. You're going to go hire Rich Rodriguez again. You're going to go hire Brady Hoke again. Like that is okay. what Michigan. That's the, what Michigan did to Rich Rodriguez and Brady Hoke, and everyone's like, okay. On okay. the flip side, when does it then? It, when you start losing other games and you can't get over the hump and you're not in conversations in the final conference championship weekend of being a, a playoff contender. Okay. I mean, like, it, look, if you lose eight in a row, yeah, sure, then have that start having that conversation. But this is, this is way too early. Way too early, especially if it's not the same thing happening over and over and over again. Like, they just got beat in the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, yeah. So. Speaking of getting beat, 49ers put an epic beat down on the Eagles. When we didn't see coming, we'll dive into that game and more. But first, here's the big Kahuna Sports Center update. I hear they got some tasty burgers. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, the fan. Gotta love a good Metal Monday. Goes great with an absolute yeah. throttling of an opponent. As the 49ers, after uh, getting healthier over the last couple weeks, come out and absolutely dismantle the Philadelphia Eagles in every facet of the game. Yeah, that was impressive, man. And Brock Purdy, he was in his bag. He looked every bit the the quarterback that led that 49ers team to the cusp of going to the Super Bowl for his arm fell apart. 314 yards, four touchdowns, and an immaculate 158.3 rating against the Blitz. Philadelphia blitzed him, I want to say, 27 times in that ballgame, and he was absolutely fantastic. Look, every every quarterback is they benefit from having the weapons around them, but mm-hmm. nobody more so than what Brock Purdy Which does. Which you saw with Debo Samuel taking a tunnel screen untouched to the end zone. Debo being healthy... McCaffrey healthy, Kittle, Ayuk, Jawan Jennings. He's got every single weapon you could imagine. Now that you're getting your offensive line is healthy again, with Trent Williams anchoring your left tackle, look, this team is just a just disgusting wealth of riches that they have there. I mean, it is every single level. It's what the Chargers like aspire to be, and mm-hmm. the Chargers should be better. They even have their own Bosa. This isn't a an indictment on the Philadelphia Eagles, though, because it was one of those kind of, if it could go wrong, it did go wrong games yes. for them. The fact of the matter is, though, you don't turn the ball over at all, and you lose that way, that's, that's rough. But right now, winning in December and early December... I saw, you know, the Patriots absolutely boat race the New York Giants at the end of the regular season... Mm-hmm. And they ended up winning the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots a month later, right? It is, it's a war of attrition as the season goes on. And the Eagles were 
very lucky that they won that war of attrition last year. Mm-hmm. These are the two best teams in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. What happened last night in look, the 49ers, they had their hiccup where they lost three in a row in the middle mm-hmm. of the year. And everybody was panicking. And I was like, they're gonna be fine. This happens every year yeah. with them. And they'll get every healthy. Year. They were banged up, they got healthy, and all of a sudden they looked incredible. And as good as that offense was, 42 points. What's more terrifying is what that 49ers defense did to that Eagles offense. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do anything. And Jalen Hurts gets dinged. Comes back in the game. He went into concussion protocol and was cleared, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they couldn't run the ball. If I mean, you cannot all. run, De- DeAndre Swift was, I mean, he was absolutely pummeled in that game, too. More like DeAndre that, Driftwood. That, well, that hit that Diamador Lenore put on him just absolutely Tons. ass over tea kettled oh. him. <laughs> he, that, like, that was just kind of the sign of the game. It was. San Francisco wanted that game. Yes. You could tell they wanted that game, and it was a statement. And in December, it's we're at the point of the year where that was the marquee game of the of the weekend. It got sideways early, and then you just kind of sit there at some point, and you start looking around, and you go, all right, is it worth it to just keep putting ourselves through this? Or do you cut pull the, the ripcord and yeah. say, we'll settle this in January? Yeah. Because I hope we do. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think you see that Eagles team show up in a playoff game no. against each other. Um, but I, I think that... I think this level of 49ers team is going to want to show up there. because Absolutely. Look, they, you, I think they can do it again. Yeah. I don't think the Eagles play that... Yeah, that poorly. Sloppy, yeah. for lack of a better term. You, you can't relitigate last year's NFC Championship game in this yeah. game, and you can't win this year's NFC Championship game in this game. No. What you can do is win the game that's in front of you, and the 49ers went out there and beat the ever-living crap out of the Philadelphia Eagles in every facet of the game. They sure were the more physical team on both sides of the ball. Look, a big part of this is is the 49ers are healthy, and then this is not everything, but Lane Johnson not being healthy for the Eagles was problematic. It just was. That Clearly, they could not run the ball. Pass pro was a bit of an issue. The 49ers were... were in there knocking Jalen Hurts around to the point where he ended up in concussion protocol. And I think you just look at everything that happened. You talk about ball security and everything else for the Eagles. That was about the only thing that went right for them. I mean, it was, well, it was the second half. San Francisco was just this juggernaut. I mean, they didn't, they didn't punt in the second half. They just scored touchdowns Mm -hmm. and they forced one punt. And at that point it was game over. When you come out and you score your first two touchdowns, uh, of the second half, and you build up, was it, tw- I think it was, what, 28-6 at that point? Or 20, yeah, 28-13, because it went, uh, Niners scored, then the Eagles went down and scored, and it was 21-13 at that point. When the Niners scored again to go up two scores, and then hold them to a three and out, turn out the lights, that was it. Because San Francisco smelled blood, they went down, punched it in again, and that at that point, Philly was like, alright, this ain't it for us today. We out. Then it's smart. Play for, play to live another day, dude. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes it's just, that's just what you need to do. I love though that both these teams because they're going. There's going to be. It's going to get salty. But they don't like two. each other. If they if they meet up in the playoffs and look, Dallas is playing really good football mm-hmm. right now. Can their defense? And Philadelphia hold up? is taking on the the Cowboys next. That is going to be a fun ass game. And the, look, 49ers take on the Ravens next. So you have some. Well, this is time games we, coming up. We also have to go through that. This is that gauntlet of the season mm-hmm. where it was, what is Philly going to be? Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, how could you not get up for this game? Well, you played the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and the Bills in back-to-back-to-back <laughs> weeks, and then you get the 49ers? Yeah. Like, no. Mm-hmm. 
And then you get the Cowboys again next week. And then the Seahawks, too. Like, this is a this was a gauntlet. We mm-hmm. knew that this was going to be a gauntlet that they had to go through. And San Francisco, all they did was said, all right, challenge, w- accepted. We're going to go out there. And they waxed them in the second half. You could see Philly started to wear down in that second half. The interesting thing here is for, for, for the happens. Eagles, they paid their penance, and then they closed with Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Now we're talking. Now you're you're you're, yeah, a little you're Tommy you're, DeVito action. Yeah, you're you're playing playing free and easy down the stretch. Maybe get some guys some rest. We all agree the Giants just need to start Tommy DeVito forever now, right? Yeah. Like that that, that he's your quarterback now for better forever. or for worse. Doesn't matter like, who's back there, it's now Tommy nah, DeVito. Yeah. You you're you're not putting Pandora back in the box here, buddy. You gotta make sure Tommy DeVito's the guy coming out of the bye week. I just I don't I don't think there's there's anything there that you can't not enjoy. Tommy DeVito? Yeah. Well, the quarterbacking part, um, oh. I think that might be an element of it, but his family's phenomenal. He is. He just seems like he's having the blast out there. He's he's having the time of his life. J- Vance Joy, who was not having the time of his life at that time. Speaking of time of the life, time of your life, Ooh. are the Ducks going to have the time of their life against Liberty did in the guys, Fiesta Bowl? Did you guys see... Mm. That that's what was played in Allegiant Stadium at the as Green Day. Yeah, yeah. Time of Good Riddance. The name no. of the song is Good Riddance. <laughs> no. Yeah. Wow. What was that in regards to the conference? I don't know. I I mean, this the lyrics are different, far different than just hearing the song title. But, sure. You know. Yeah. Well, do we want to say Good Riddance to the Fiesta Bowl? Sure. All right, we'll do that next. Maybe on Danny Dusty, Tony the fan. <laughs> on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Wrapping up things here on Danny Dusty on a Monday afternoon. The bowl selection process is finished. The Oregon Ducks do do get a New Year's Eve 6 bowl game. But unfortunately, because the Fiesta Bowl has last draw, Oregon will face... Liberty. Yeah, it's deflating. It is deflating. And I get, uh, on the surface, I was like, man, probably not going to see Bo Nix, Brandon Dorless, Troy Franklin, any of these guys that are going to the NFL. But the good news is uh, Dan Lanning in the Verbo Fiesta Bowl presser dropped some great news for Duck fans. The ultimate competitor. You know, I think uh, visiting with Bo this morning, we were kind of just – you know, reminiscing a little bit about this season, you don't get a lot of opportunities to do that. And we got a little bit of an opportunity to do that this morning as you kind of wait to figure out what's next. Um, but I think it speaks to, you know, his character, what he thinks of this team, um, what he feels like he owes the players on this team around him. And he certainly doesn't owe anybody anything. And for him to go out there um, and to go play, I don't think it was really ever a question for him. You know, it's just a matter of, you know, those are things to assess after the situation. I think he took his time to do that. And, um, evaluated what he wanted to do moving forward. And I think any of our players that uh, it's not always seen in, in college football um, as advantageous for players to go get to play, but you got to remember, you want guys on your team that love to play for the love of the game. And Bo Nix is one of those guys. 
That's a cool thing to hear from a coach in this day and age where guys are just backing out of games left and right. And, you know, if you don't make the playoff, it's it's deemed like a failure of a season. And Bo Nix knows that New Year's Six Bowl is still important. Winning a Fiesta Bowl would be awesome to, to go out that way. Um, uh, we don't see it very often. But you heard Bo Nix after the game when he was even asked about it, like, hey, I just want to, like, let this all settle, and everybody's like, yeah, he's not playing. I felt that way. I was like, he's not playing in this game then. The second I saw that draw, no I, I thought that half the – basically well, everyone who was either trans or thinking about transferring or going to the NFL would not play. Well, no, I'm talking about Bo Nix after the game in the press conference. Mm-hmm. I was like, when he said that, I was like, mm-mm. And then you – we because of the way that he addressed whether or not he's going to play in the bowl game, we all kind of assumed that he wouldn't be playing in the Fiesta Bowl. And then we didn't hear everything else that he talked about, though, like uh, about what it is like to play for Oregon and how much he loves playing for the Ducks and and with his teammates and stuff like that. So, you know, when Lanning said, you know, he's playing and he he intends on playing in the Fiesta Bowl, I think that was huge for everybody uh, to hear from the fan base because when you see the opponent, you do think exactly what you said. Like, anybody that has a decision ain't going to do it. They're going to make the decision not to play because why risk it um and i wonder what the final number is going to be on guys that that don't play i don't think it really is going to matter all that much regardless of 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 the opponent right whether it's liberty or somebody else uh i think maybe a guy or two makes a decision not to play because it's liberty Mm -hmm. but you know at the same time there's a lot of pride to to finish this thing off on the right note nobody likes to go out with that bitter taste in their mouth. So I'll be interested to see. I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan of Liberty. Their coach is pretty damn good. Though. Jamie Chadwell. Decent. But he's been a really good coach everywhere he's been. But I, nah. This is, it's an unfortunate situation or something that I, that I look at and go, how did, how did not one of the other teams get picked? I, I, it just well, it's because you have to have that the pick. highest yeah. ranked group of five, and somebody had to play them. And it's it's just, of course, you feel that way when it's your 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 team and your fan base. For Oregon fans, just at least you're not Florida State, right? Yeah, at least you're not kept out. I mean, at least yeah, at least you're not Florida State, thirteen and zero, and not playing in the college football playoff. So this is the last year that they'll have this problem. Next year is a twelve team playoff. Um, so you just got to stay in the top 12 and that, that is going to be the goal moving forward because a 12 team playoff this year would have been a lot of fun. And this year, I, what is lost in this year being so unique is that the committee was put in a bind really for the first time ever like this, because this year it was more wide open than ever And a 12 team playoff would have been awesome. I hope that this is the future of college football where it's not just two teams and everybody else. I hope it is as wide open where we could have this legitimate conversation of eight teams vying for four spots heading into the final week of, of the college football season and conference championship weekend. But we're just one year too early for that. I guess womp, womp, womp. it is a big womp womp. It is a big womp womp. I, I love what the big sky tweeted out yesterday. I didn't see that. They said, uh, I'm just thankful for a 24-team playoff. <laughs> wow. I did see somebody else tweet out, hey, if you don't like the way things are going here at the FBS level, just know that there's other 
uh, systems that are much more functional and reward the yeah. deserving as opposed to what people think across all other levels of college the, sports. The ridiculous nature of college football, and I don't know why. Like there have always been people that are like, "No, we can't. We can't expand the playoff. Why not?" Like why they're oh god that was student always, athletes that was always ridiculous student athletes will be out of school for far too long it's like no they won't have you seen the NCAA tournament what are you talking about like well they get spring break have you not heard of Christmas break like that's a thing what are we doing here and then they're like wow well you can't play these guys in too many games the national champion in college in the FCS plays 16 games. It's an NFL season. What are you talking about? Yes, you can. You do it literally at another level of football here. It's just mind-boggling to me. And guess Don't what? Try only, to confuse me with the facts. Only two teams play that many games. That's it. Two. I guess not like everybody's playing that many games. And guess what? Those guys would die to play in that 16th game because it's the final. Mm. It's a championship game. Goodness gracious. On a side note, <laughs> gun to your head. Yeah. Would you rather play Liberty or Iowa? <laughs> I just caused Dusty's uh, brain to reboot. <laughs> um, I would say... <laughs> <laughs> Liberty. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Dude, you, again, Michigan, Michigan covered, mm -hmm. and they hit the under. Mm. There was an ex-golf in Iowa that Let said the you, can have run. Beer, you can have a, a beer is until Iowa scores. They didn't score. Quite dab. All right, coming up uh, next, you got Prime Time with Isaac and Souk. Four hours of power from their mouths to your ears. The guys are back for the first time since, I don't know, uh, Wednesday? Something like that. Goodness gracious. We'll be back tomorrow from noon to three. Have a great Monday. See you Tuesday right here on The Fan. Bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.